Welcome, friends. I'm Rev. Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for February 13, 2024. Today's New Testament lesson is from 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 to 16, the source of true godliness. Although I hope to come to you soon, I am writing you these instructions so that if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. Beyond all question, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great. He appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, was taken up in glory. New International Version Godliness is an important thing for those who seek to follow God. So the Apostle Paul wrote to his young protege, Timothy, who was leading the church in Ephesus. Paul gave Timothy some sound, practical instructions regarding how things ought to be conducted between pastor and people. Paul did this because he was not quite sure how long it would be before he could show up in person, and he wanted to ensure that the ministry would go forward in a way that honored Christ. Christian ministry is important because it doesn't simply have to do with one's private abilities and affairs. Rather, Christian leaders and pastors are entrusted with the household of God, the church, Believers are a holy sanctuary of the soul, the place where God dwells by means of the Spirit. The church is not a brick-and-mortar building, but the place of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. Pastor and parishioners alike are to support the truth of the gospel, that is, the good news about the person and work of Jesus Christ. Both believers and bishops who make up the church support gospel truth by doing the following. First, hear and heed the truth. Luke chapter 8 says, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. This is Jesus. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Second, handle the truth rightly. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Make an effort to present yourself to God as a tried and true worker, who does not need to be ashamed, but is one who interprets the message of truth correctly. Third, hide the truth in your heart. Psalm 119.11 says, 
I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Fourth, hold the truth as the word of life. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain, that my work was not useless. Philippians 2.16 Fifth, ingest and digest the truth. Study, meditate, and devote yourself to God's word. Jeremiah 15.16 says, Your words were found, and I ate them, and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. And Deuteronomy 8.3, You must not depend on bread alone to sustain you, but on everything that the Lord says. Sixth, interest yourself in the truth and defend it. I have been put here for the defense of the gospel, Philippians 1.16. I must write and ask you to defend the faith that God has once for all given to his people. Jude verse 3. Seventh, impart the truth and disseminate it to others. The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. Psalm 119, 130. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. Matthew 28, 20. And eighth, Indicate and demonstrate the power of the truth in the way you live your life. Let the message about Christ completely fill your lives, while you use all your wisdom to teach and instruct each other. With thankful hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. Whatever you say or do should be done in the name of the Lord Jesus, as you give thanks to God the Father because of him. Colossians 3.16-17 The church is a big deal because the head of the church, Jesus, is a big deal. In many quarters of the world, the church no longer has much influence or impact. For some, the church is nothing more than an outdated antiquarian club that's irrelevant to us today. For others, the church is an abusive institution that looks to extend selfish power over others. And for many, the church is simply not something they want to be a part of, having neither strong opinions one way nor the other. Yet the Apostle Paul, in his letters to all the churches, presents the church as united to Christ and an extension of his person and work on this earth. Now that's a big deal. Therefore, the church is meant to confess Christ in its daily witness in all it says and does. In other words, the church is to embody the words and ways of Jesus, and even Christ himself, by means of God's Holy Spirit. Everything about the Christian is to exude the very life of Christ. How we can possess such a vital union and connection with Jesus a mystery. Rather than trying to understand it, we embrace it and live it with all the energy the Spirit of God grants us. We do, however, seek to know Jesus Christ ever more, every day. The more we know Christ, 
the better we will be able to know the height and depth of love and to extend that love in all the places of this fallen planet that lack it. This is where true godliness and goodness spring from. The church everywhere and for all time confesses and proclaims that Jesus Christ descended to this earth, was visibly seen in a human body by both people and angels, proved right by the invisible spirit, proclaimed among all kinds of peoples, believed in all over the world, and ascended into heavenly glory. After 2,000 years of church history, Christians are still unpacking the incredible richness and mystery of what all that means for us and for our salvation. And it is a spiritual journey worth taking for the rest of our lives. May I walk this day, O Christ, in the realm of grace, walking with you, my feet firmly on your earth, my heart lo loving all as kindred, my words and deeds alive with justice. Amen.